Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Death Note. Today we will be discussing episode 5, titled Tactics. Uh, Alright, bunch of stuff going on in this episode yet again, let's just get right into it. Uh, so, of course, this episode picks up right where the last one left off, uh, in the aftermath of that huge, insane bus jacking. Uh, Light knows who Ray Penber is, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we get this moment, like, immediately after the thing happens, when Ray Penber goes up to Light as the police are showing up, and is just like, hey, so, uh, I'm on a secret investigation, and the Japanese police can't know that I'm here, so don't say shit, and then walks away, <laughs> basically. That's not exactly how the scene happens, but it might as well be. <laughs> don't snitch. <laughs> uh, so Ray Penber walks away, and Light's like, alright, I, I don't want the police to know this guy was here either. <laughs> it's better this way if nobody knows. It's better if nobody knows anything. And interestingly enough, I have to shout out this one moment. Ray Penber goes home, and his fiance, who apparently used to be an FBI agent and a really, really good one, just hears the story of the bus jacket and is just like, wait a minute. This seems like too big of a coincidence. You're telling me that you were following Kira, and then while you're on this bus, some guy just happens to show up, happens to hijack your bus specifically, and then happens to die immediately afterwards. Like, that just... Uh, that feels a little too convenient to me. And Ray Penber's just like, no, shut up. You're you're not an FBI agent anymore. You're my fiance. You're not doing FBI things. You said you wouldn't get involved. You said you're do, not doing anything dangerous. You do fiance things now. That's what you do. Uh, he even goes as far as to say, uh, when we have a couple kids running around, you won't care about all that stuff. And it's just like, mm. See, I'm not sure if this is the writers trying to intentionally get us to hate this man, 
or if it's just anime being anime. But either way, this dude is super misogynistic, and I want him to die immediately. I am now rooting for his death. <laughs> Light cannot write his name in the death note soon enough, in my eyes. <laughs> uh, but Light wakes, waits a week, gives some padding, making sure that there isn't too much of a direct connection to him. And he uses that time to experiment with the Death Note. He even goes as far as to find out, like, if he writes circumstances and cause of death, but then writes a name later, it still happens. So he can write down how someone dies and the circumstances leading up to their death, but not write the name in, and write the name in later. Which is very key to this next next sequence. Uh, when... Light confronts Ray Penber. This sequence, this whole sequence, is amazing. This whole sequence is utterly spectacular. So Kira goes up to... I'm just going to say Kira for the sake of simplicity. Uh, Kira goes up to Ray Penber. And is like, I'm Kira. I'm Kira. Uh, you want me to prove I'm Kira? Uh, I'll prove that. Uh, I'll kill that coffee shop guy right now who's been charged with sexual assault multiple times and always got off on a technicality. Uh, I'll, I'll do it right in front of your eyes. And Ray Penber's just like, oh shit, this is Kira. I'm being held hostage by Kira. And Kira then asks, alright, you got your laptop? I want the files on all the FBI people, on all the agents that are working uh, with you. And Ray Penber's just like, okay, look, I have my laptop, but I don't have the files you want. And Kira's like, okay, that definitely wasn't according to plan. <laughs> that definitely didn't, it isn't exactly what I planned for. Uh, here's this envelope, there's a transceiver and an earpiece. Uh, take it out. You'll be in contact with me constantly. Get on this, uh, subway train. Sit on the, sit in the seat close to the door. And then wait for further instructions. I'll be watching your every move. Uh, if you do anything I don't want you to, uh, you die and your fiancé dies and all your family die. So Ray Penber sits in this seat. Kira's watching. And then Kira's just like, okay, you're going to take out your laptop, and you're going to take out the pieces of paper in the envelope. Uh, by the way, he asks how many uh, people they have in Japan, and it is 12 people. It is 12 agents. So, Kira then is like, okay. Write the name of your direct superior in the space at the very top. Ray Penber's Ray Penber writes the name of his direct superior. And then Kara's like, okay, you should be getting an email from your superior with an attachment that has 
all the names and all the images of all the FBI agents that are in Japan investigating me. Write down all of their names while looking at the pictures. And so Ray Penber writes all the names while looking at the pictures. And then Kira's like, okay, you did your job. Now step off uh, the subway in 30 minutes or so when you're absolutely 100% sure that everything's fine and everything's good and uh, no one will uh, notice you or no one will notice the uh, that you left the envelope, envelope or whatnot. And so that happens. And this entire time, Ray Penberg's just sitting like, I know that voice. Where do I know that voice? Where have I heard that voice before? Ray Penberg, by the way, complete idiot. Ray Penberg is a moron. Uh, I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, steps off the subway, immediately has a heart attack immediately is killed, and he just looks back to the subway doors as they're closing and sees, like, light. And he's just like, oh, crap. Light Yagami is Kira. (laughs) And then dies. And apparently what happened, what Light did, was that, that paper he was writing on was the death note, those slots where uh, he wrote the names, right next to that first slot, that type top, that top slot where he wrote the supervisor's name, the direct superior's name, had the circumstances of sends this email with all the FBI people to every single person under his command to the entire team of FBI agents. And then Ray Penber, like, literally killed every single one of the FBI agents after that. Literally signed their death warrant, essentially. Uh, And then, of course, Ray Penber keeled over himself. Uh, So, all the FBI people are dead now. And no one knows how. They know that attachment got sent out, but they don't know to which... FBI agent specifically, like, would write the name down. So it doesn't come back to any one specific FBI agent as the leak. And no one knows. No one can track it to Light or anyone else. So they're all dead. All the FBI people L had investigating the police, investigating Kira, all of them are gone. Now... Something that must be mentioned. Fiance hears about this. Oh, I did not silence my phone. My bad. Fiance hears about this. <laughs> and immediately is just like, No, my misogynistic fiance. Why? And then, like, just puts back on her investigator cap. And starts looking into her fiancé's death. And starts with the bus jacking. Starts by asking uh, asking the bus driver, Hey, this is the guy that was on your bus during the bus jacking. Uh, 
who else was on the bus, who were the other passengers. Bus driver doesn't know, remembers Ray Penber, but doesn't remember the other passengers. And then she's just like, okay. Kira was probably on that bus, maybe. And if he was on that bus, that means that they are close enough to take that bus route. They live or were at that time close enough to take that bus route. So, Ray Penber's fiance, much superior fiance, is taking this on and is tracking down Kira and is clearly much more capable than Ray Penber because she was able to figure out that the bus jacking was very obviously Kira staged. So, yeah. There's that. Light has made a new enemy this day. Now, in the aftermath of this, uh, the FBI pulls out of Japan altogether. The Japanese police find out that L had FBI agents tracking them and their families. And they also realize, oh shit, Kira's definitely 100% willing to kill literally anyone who gets in his way. He is willing to kill law enforcement if they get in his way. It's not just criminals. He will kill anyone he doesn't like, essentially. And so now, pretty much all the cops have a choice to make. What's more important to them? Catching Kira? Or their lives? Uh, And the chief wrestles with this question a bit. Uh, He goes home and talks to his family, talks to Light, and talks to his sister, and talks to his mother, and is just like, Hey, so, I'm leading the Kira task force. Kira may at some point come for me. I could not forgive myself if I quit. I have to keep this going. And... Like, sister and mother are immediately just like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do this. And it's Light who actually encourages him to keep on the trail of catching Kira. And it's like, if something happens to you, don't worry. I'll find Kira, and I'll make sure he's executed. Like, just... This is such a power move. Everything he does with his father in this show is... Such a power move. And it is utterly spectacular. Uh, But most of the officers on that case leave. And all that remains are six. Including the chief. Including Matsuda. Only six officers remain. And immediately Elle's just like, Okay, you've all displayed your commitment to justice. I trust all of you. You're all good in my book. And then these officers are just like, No, F you! You you had the FBI hunt us all down! <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, and, and we're, we're displaying our, uh, uh, like, we're putting our lives on the line. We have our names out there. We have our faces out there. What about you? You can't show your name. You haven't shown your face. Uh, you haven't done any of this. You haven't put yourself on the line like the rest of us. So, how can we trust you? And I was like, okay. 
Come to this address. Come to this hotel. And immediately the cops are all, like, discussing this. Like, okay, should, uh... Like, do we trust L? Should we go to this meeting? One of them actually leaves because they don't want to work with L. They hate L so much that they're just like, you know what? I was fine catching Kira. I'm all for catching Kira, but not if we have to work with L. Not if we have to work with that asshole. I'm gone. Uh, and actually, the chief floats out the theory that L was intentional, intentionally. Intentionally, like sort of putting putting pressure on the police to sort of whittle down to the most committed. He was waiting uh, until the most committed among that task force were left, and only them. And so he knew he could trust those who remained. He didn't want to show his face and give out his name to everyone. Just the most committed. And now we have that most committed squad. And so he's comfortable like showing his face and giving his name and all that. So. We set up this meeting. L has all these terms and conditions out. Like I'm at this hotel. We'll be switching hotels every uh, every few days or whatnot. Uh, come in two groups. Staggered 30 minutes apart. Everyone arrives at midnight. Here we go. Let's see what happens here. And the episode ends with literally the chief knocking on the door. El saying come in and just like turning the handle and that's it. It like just cuts to black at that point. So next episode, we're going to officially meet El. Next episode, we're going to officially for the first time meet El. Oh, by the way, I almost forgot to mention a light through one of his victims in the prison system. Left L, like, just this nonsensical note of, L, did you know that gods of death love apples? <laughs> and it just, like, it makes sense to no one but Light. <laughs> because he's got a Shinigami in his room who eats a lot of apples. <laughs> really, 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 really likes apples. Uh, so... Yeah, I... I love this show. I love this show so much. Uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about uh, the meaning of L next time, and that'll be a grand old deal. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, uh, and support the show, patreon.com slash Clark. pledge us a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Uh, last night, put out an Emmy's History of the Blue Planet, so we went into uh, the Blue Planet and Blue Planet 2, talked about all the awards they did or didn't get, how the Television Academy honored both those shows in their respective eras, talked a disturbing amount of about 9-11 and about Anthony Bourdain's death. Like, it's... It was a weird history. I did not expect to touch upon the topics I did. Uh, but we did. That did happen. So, yeah. 
That was a bizarre one. <laughs> so listen to that. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledges a dollar a month. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, on Monday, we will be discussing episode six. Talk to you then. Hey, guys. We have a lot of fun here discussing teenagers murdering people with magic notebooks. But while we sit talking about our favorite Japanese media, Asian Americans across this country are suffering from a monstrous wave of hatred, discrimination, and violence. This type of bigotry is nothing new. It's existed for, well, pretty much as long as America has been a thing, but it has increased dramatically over the past year in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and the hateful rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Average, everyday Americans are being targeted every day for no reason other than the way they look, and they need your help. If you would like to help put an end to this horrific trend, please go to GoFundMe.com slash AAPI and donate whatever you can. That's GoFundMe.com slash AAPI. Thank you.